this is the Welcome to the Show podcast. I'm Manny Gomez. Follow me on Instagram and Twitter at mannygo 3 CT, email me. <laughs> What's up? Follow me on Twitter at Hovamojo. Follow me on Instagram, Louis Gomez underscore one one. That's underscore eleven. A man, a, a man with many names. Yeah, I might catch another one before the end of this, before the end of the season. Catch you know? another one. It's like I a, might catch a, another name. It's like a STD or something. <laughs> <laughs> All nice. right. All right, CT. So just just to let everybody know, today we're going to talk about a, a several things. We have a, a long list of things to talk about. You are listening to this on Wednesday. Usually you listen to this on Tuesday. So, of course, things piled up. First, we're going to talk about Mike Trout and the massive deal that he just signed. Then we're going to talk about Carlos Santana and something that happened in the Philadelphia Phillies clubhouse last season. We're going to touch on the MLB rule changes Jeff Samarja, and if there's time, I have an idea about Craig Kimbrell and Dallas Keuchel. Um, Before that, though, remember that on Thursday we have Dr. Dale of Athletic Training Systems. I was supposed to release that episode last week. I don't know what happened. Actually, I do know what happened. I forgot to release it. It's all right, man. It's all right. (laughs) But uh, it'll it'll be here this Thursday. So my apologies to Dr. Dale. It was a great interview and check it out this thursday yeah so let's move on to the to the first topic ct today was insane over here at headquarters because yep. mike trout and the los angeles angels came to terms on a 12 year 430 million dollar deal the deal yes. includes a full no trade clause and no opt-outs so it looks like trout's gonna be in la for life I need your reaction, CT. What do you? Th- how do you feel about this move? My initial reaction for the whole thing was, like, the, I immediately thought about the whole him going to the Phillies, which I thought was just like a match made in heaven type of thing. You know, he's he's definitely rooted for Philly <laughs> growing up since he's an Eagles fan and goes to all the games and stuff. And I really, I had that like vision in my brain of that happening and. That's clearly never going to happen now, but uh, that's the first thing that came to mind when I saw that he got extended, and I'm a little bit torn in between whether I like it or not. I do like it. It's guaranteed Mike Trout baseball for the next decade and more, Uh, but there's some things that I kind of don't like about it. It's me kind of just being picky, but you can go ahead and what, what what was your reaction with the whole thing? Yeah, I feel the same way. I think that this is like uh, 100% of Mike Trout, like ex- exactly what you would expect a guy like Mike Trout to do, which is to stay in one team for the rest of his career. That'll be cool to see. So I'm happy about that. But it would have been nice to see him go to a team that, you know, that seems serious about contending in the future. Um, I don't know how good the Angels are going to be over the next few years. Like, they're they're locked into Mike Trout and Albert Pujols to the tune of, like, $65 million for the next three years. You know, what are how are they going to improve their team? You know what I mean? And then by that point, Mike Trout will be 30, 31 years old. I can't imagine that he's going to be playing at this level, you know what I'm saying, for, for the entirety of those 12 years. So it's almost like... I don't know. Like, I want to see this guy get a World Series. I want to see this guy in postseason play more often. 
And I don't think that's going to happen as much in L.A. anymore. Yeah. And another thing, too, like they, they, they extended Mike Trout great. They have the best player in baseball by not maybe not not as not as a big gap as we as we thought a couple years ago because we we like to think Mookie Betts is like another Mike Trout and stuff but they got the best player in baseball but what what exactly are they gonna do now I mean they had him for for cheap in the whole beginning part of his career and they didn't really do anything they went to the playoffs once lost mm-hmm. in the first round you know so Sweat. I agree with you yeah I agree with you that I don't think they're gonna really do anything but maybe Otani is the difference in all this you know maybe. he's he stays healthy a whole year maybe they they compete then again they're in the same division as the astros and uh you know the, i don't see that team going away in the I next think three the, years. i think the a's are going to be you know they're still going to be around this year too they they have a really good team uh, no the a's do have a good team i'm not gonna lie but they're i have an opinion about a team like the a's they don't really spend money so they're gonna you know that's gonna hurt them one of these days yeah uh but let me tell you what i kind of don't like about the deal it just feels like the angels paid him more annual salary than what the highest annual baseball player gets i just i botched that whole sentence up let me repeat <laughs> basically you got zach Greinke making 34 million a year now trout is making what 35 million a year almost 36 yeah like 35.8 okay 35 to me, it just kind of seems like, and again, I'm only this is this is just a bigger issue because like, I feel like baseball wants us to buy into the war stat, right? Mm-hmm. And that that stat could go to hell. I could care less about that stat, honestly. Uh, they want to tell us that because of the war stat, uh, what was the number? Each win is worth eight million dollars or something. Something like that. Something like that. I don't know. I don't like the war stat. I feel like it's just a way for baseball to tell us what we should what we should think is the best talent in baseball basically just like draw a line if you're on this end of the war you're good if you're not you're bad whatever that, that that's that sucks to me um but yeah it just feels like they took i think trot could have gotten more in free agency then again he would have been older i think he could have gotten more just seems like they wanted to make him obviously the highest paid baseball player in the history of the game but not because of like total earnings just yearly is you know yeah just seems like they just won up zach Grinky, and that's about it yeah, and um, I agree. I think Trout could have commanded more in free agency had he elected to to test, you know, free agency in a two in two years. Um, but like I said before, I think this is that's why this is such a Mike Trout move because yeah, you know, I personally think that Mike Trout is, you know, far above the rest of Major League Baseball, and I think that Mookie Betts came close to him last year but i don't think i think even mookie betts isn't close to mike trout's status not yet no not yet not yet you're right um but yeah i think i think mike trout could have commanded 500 even 600 million dollars out in the market um and given you know how much we thought that play that teams weren't going to spend money and give years I think that that there might have been a team out there. I think the Yankees might have gone after somebody like Trout, like a name like that. Who wouldn't? I think any team, you know, the 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 Dodgers, the the Cubs, any of these big league, these big market teams that are always in it, I think would have you know driven his price up. But um, yeah, that that's he, Mike Trout, man. I don't know. <laughs> he, I mean, it's I I like it. Like he, it's it's crazy if he would have turned that down. 
but Bryce Harper got what was the deal that he got from the Dodgers like 45 mil a year something yeah. crazy you know it would have been it would have been an interesting I a part of me kind of wishes I could have witnessed what a Mike Trout in the free agency market would have been like you know what kind of deals we would have seen where he could have ended up the scenarios and stuff Basically, we're not going to get any of that. <laughs> yeah. We're not going to get any. We're not going to get any of that with Nolan Arenado either. Well, had um, this been had this been another sport, had this been the NBA or even the NFL, like I know that Tom Brady is the greatest quarterback of all time. I can't believe those words just came out of my mouth, but it's the truth. You just, we just have to is, accept that at this point. Um, and I know that he takes less money to play for the Patriots so that they can field a good team around him. So that's an exception. Aside from someone like a Tom Brady. Um, I, I don't know if Tom Brady's the best athlete in football. No, you know what I'm saying? No, but it, yeah. had this been any other sport, the NBA or the NFL or even uh, the NHL for that matter, I think somebody like Mike Trout would have 100% tested the waters and, and gotten, you know, went out and tried to get the biggest deal that he possibly could. But I think this, yeah. is, this is a symptom of Major League Baseball. And I, I think that I wouldn't be surprised when Mookie Betts becomes a free agent or, you know, that the Boston Red Sox – do the same with Mookie, and Mookie takes less to stay with the Red Sox. I think that something like that is is totally possible. And I would say the same thing for Aaron Judge, too. I just think this is how Major League Baseball is. You know what I mean? It's just it's one of those sports. I can totally see Mookie testing the free agency market. I hope he does. I hope yeah. Judge does. You know what I mean? But I, uh, Judge, see, Judge, I think, might not might take the extension. And I hope it's a good extension, too, because he deserves because of his it. Age. I actually, it's because of his age, and yeah. Yeah. basically that's it, that's it and it sucks but that's what i that's the point that i always try to make with with baseball like they're under control for six years and again Trout, uh judge is gonna make money in how many years till he he hits arbitration he has a four while more years. he still has like four, four more years four or five years it's crazy he's gonna make a lot of money at that point but He's a professional baseball player, man. He he's like the he's the face of the Yankees. Don't it's it means something else. I think he deserves the ridiculous contract, you know, because that's that's his career. That's that's what he's a pro, a pro at. He's the best at what he does. You know, he's one of the best at what he does. I think that in any other career besides professional sports, you will just keep getting more money as the older you get, the more improvements you make, you know, the more you accomplish, you earn more money it's not always yeah. like that for these athletes but again we're talking about millionaires i get it yeah and I, I think that it takes a personality like like i think the last person in baseball to you know you're gonna hate this because he's your favorite player to kind of to to view it as a business and try to maximize his his dollars was alex rodriguez you know what i mean like he could have very well not opted out of his contract you know that in that after that 2007 season but he was still the best player in baseball and he knew i could go out there and make even more money and he did yeah. he broke his own record in terms of contract so but i, I, I think, think that i don't know i can't think of a player in baseball maybe bryce harper but even bryce harper surprised me um with what he took from the philadelphia phillies considering what he could have made had he explored other options you know what i mean well, yeah, Harper, Harper could have definitely taken that Dodgers deal and yeah. been been a free agent in three or four years and signed a new six year deal, and that's basically a ten year deal altogether with more money. So I yeah. I don't know. Sometimes instead it's not we all find about, out, <laughs> instead we find out that he's 
you know, looking for a place to settle down with his family for the rest of his career. Like things that you don't expect a guy like Bryce Harper to say. I find we find out that he's Mormon. Not that that means anything, but <laughs> I thought that that was surprising. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, like I was just like, here, here's this guy, like this, this, uh, you know, Brady Bunch character. All of us, all of a sudden, I thought this guy was like a a player, a mover, a hustler, you know what I mean? But he's he's not. He's just he's just a guy trying to find a place to settle to settle into with three hundred and thirty million dollars. Um yeah. but he cr- crazy. Yeah, and you, you said I might not like it because you're mentioning A Rod. Uh I'll take any excuse to mention A Rod on this podcast. So <laughs> bring him up again. By the way, CT, I have I have a number for you. Do you know how much money in total uh Four those four top free well, Arenado wasn't a free agent or Trout. Those four contracts that were given out this year, each of them was a break a record breaking contract when they came out. Machado, then Arenado, then Harper, and now Trout. Do you know how much in total those four players got combined? Uh, one point three billion. Damn! What the hell, man? Did you just like add that up right now or something? Okay, I didn't. I don't remember what Arenado got. To the number was it 280? 260. I just figured no, I don't. I don't know to the to the very number. I know uh, Harper 330, Machado 300. I don't remember what Arenado got, but I was like, let me just assume that he got more than 250 or whatever. And then Trout's new one, I'm like, it has to be over a billion. So I kind of just put the point three in there. I don't know. That's, just, that's a pretty good. Just guess. a random moment. 1.32 billion dollars with a B. 1.32 billion dollars but you know what on four players some people that's crazy some people might look (laughs) at it as some people might look at it as like oh what's what's all this you know frustration with uh you know players not getting paid but we're looking at four players compared to guys like Gio gonzalez had to get what what, what did he sign a three million dollar deal was that adam jones signed a three million dollar Gio gonzalez got three million a minor league deal and i don't think it's guaranteed i think that he has to make the team by like april 10th or 20th or something like that wow you see like geo gonzalez helped the brewers you know compete in the playoffs last year Mm -hmm. and you know i'm just like there's there's a lot of money in baseball and yeah we had record-breaking contracts but there's like the 90th percentile of players that are struggling to you know find jobs and get paid what they're worth so i still think there's a big problem in baseball like i don't think we should overlook how dallas keichel is still not signed or craig kimbrell is still not signed you know i agree and carlos gonzalez got a car why did i say it that way carlos gonzalez (laughs) yeah right cargo got a similar deal to to Gio gonzalez one of those you know he he gets a base salary but the team could cut him if he doesn't make the team by a certain point, and uh, it's incentive leading, so he can make more money if he if he meets certain requirements. So baseball is definitely like th- this off season was definitely very very strange because yeah. of what you said. These two guys are still out there uh, for the taking, but by the same token, I didn't think we would ever see another ten year deal again. And here we are. We have three guys got ten or more years. Uh, Machado got ten. Harper got 13 and Trout just got 12. So um, yeah. I, I'm confused, but, you know, I guess I was pleasantly surprised to see that some teams are willing to spend the money. Um, yeah, but I don't know. I don't know how good this is going to be for Trout moving forward. I don't think that 
If they if if he gets to, if he sees postseason play, well, he's gonna see postseason play in the future, obviously. If he sees the World Series within these next, I'm gonna say five to six, maybe five to seven prime years that he has left, I'll be shocked. I don't think I don't think he's gonna see a World Series. Yeah, I just put into perspective how hard it is to get to the World Series, yeah. right? Like. But this is why I always go back and say, and, I, and we're probably going to talk about this in, uh, for another topic on this episode, but this is why I always go back and, and think, like, and I'm going to use the Yankees as, as an example, a team like the Yankees that has the assets to trade away and has the talent of a young core and has money to spend, how difficult it is to just get to the World Series and win it all, which is what the whole thing is about if you're a Yankee, right? Mm-hmm. Why not? Give yourself that. You know, why not go get Dallas Keuchel? And by the way, Dallas Keuchel, he pitched, he he pitched, uh, he got 34 starts last year. That's the most starts he's ever made in his career. So I know he's 30, but I'll take a pitcher, a former Cy Young award winner with a sub four ERA like Keuchel had last year and made 34 starts. I'll take that. Yeah, I I would too. And and like, like we said last week, the Yankees, um, you lose one starter and you see how weak your rotation really is because with Gio with Gio Gonzalez in this rotation if everybody's healthy Gio Gonzalez is your fifth starter and and some might look at that and say wow like that's a pretty good fifth starter right it and is. you still and you still have CC Zabathia in the in on the back end the sixth starter let's uh so to speak but as soon as you lose one of those guys you know suddenly uh, Masahiro Tanaka is your number two starter. Suddenly, Gio Gonzalez is your number four, and CC is your number five, and your rotation doesn't look as good as 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 you thought it did. And and none of these guys, except for Gio, by the way, have ever pitched, have ever gotten to two hundred innings. And CC, but CC hasn't done it in like you know six or seven years. So yeah, you have a lot of guys on that rotation that that don't have the stamina, and 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 Gio does. So I think it's a good move, and and Keiko do, Keiko does too. But I don't think I don't think Keiko from at this point I'm starting to see Keiko maybe going to I don't even know like the Braves could use a starter. <laughs> My God, yeah, the Braves. Like I, I saw the other day their starting day because their ace is injured to start the season, so they're starting uh, pitcher for opening days, uh, Julio Teron and Julio Teron. Yeah, I like him, but you're telling me you can't use Dallas Keiko? Like, <laughs> yeah, Fultonavich is, is out, and so is Kevin Gosman. So you have Tehran and a whole bunch of nobodies on the back end of that of that rotation. Like, and with the Yankees, like I think Brian Cashman knows that the bullpen is so stacked that they can afford to not have that every week fifth pitcher, let's say whatever. But I still think you're gonna lose out towards the end of the season, like these. These relief pitchers, they they have a limit. You know, they're they're eventually going to hit a point where they just aren't as you know flawless going into a game. And that's usually when a bullpen, it's not just one guy that starts doing bad. It's like a the bullpen as a whole starts to you know lose it a little bit. Not yeah. that they'll you know if they can just get past that, but I feel like every team goes through it in the season. So I don't know. Cray cray. So that's the first topic. That's Mike Trout, 12 years, $430 million. He's going to be an angel for the rest of his life. Poor guy.
All right, let's move on to the second topic. So, video games. I haven't played video games in I don't know how long. Uh, I know that you play MLB The Show. You, we recently talked about this, and you're you're thinking about hanging up the old remote control. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm definitely not getting that game this year. So wow, yeah, it's okay. But man. Uh, go go ahead, man. Finish your statement. So. Carlos Santana, who was with the Philadelphia Phillies last year, was reported to have smashed the television in late September in the Phillies clubhouse after some players were playing Fortnite during games. Um, Apparently, this happened after a nine-game losing streak. Uh, Before the nine-game losing streak had started, the team was above 500 and in a playoff race. By the time the nine-game losing streak was over, they were well below 500. They fell to third place in the division. And, of course, we know uh, the Phillies didn't make it to the postseason. Um, seems like Fortnite is becoming a problem in baseball. Like last year, I don't know if you remember last year, David, David Price, Price missed a start. And it was because of Carpal Tunnel. And it was rumored that maybe he was playing too much Fortnite. You know, I know that the the Minnesota Twins last year hosted a fort a fort day or something like that i forget what it's called where where they had like a pitcher from their team play Fortnite on the big jumbotron and crowd like there was actually people there to watch um what else happened just just in december blake snell held a Fortnite tournament uh with other players in las vegas like Fortnite is kind of taking over major league baseball now we're hearing that the blue jays are implementing a curfew on Fortnite. First of all, what the hell? Like, what? What is it about this game? Like, what? Why are people playing this so much <laughs> that it's starting to become uh, a problem in baseball? It's a fun game, first of all, and it's a it's it's a so. Just to give you a little background, there's a you got your sports games, you got your you know first person shooter games, you got your story games where you gotta you know go through a whole arc of stories and you're doing missions and stuff so fortnite i think started out as one type of game where it's completely different from what they what it is now but there's a style of game called battle royale which is basically a hundred people in a map of gigantic map and every minute and a half or so uh, there's a storm that starts closing in from the outside so it's basically a battle royale everybody's eliminating each other until there's one guy left so there was battle royale games before Fortnite, but when Fortnite added battle royale to their game it just blew up where it became global and they weren't the first ones to make that type of game but they just happened to do it right i guess they they did all the right things the game's free by the way that's the craziest thing it's a free game they make all their money off skins which is like just shirts and pants and you know stuff that you put on your character and that's basically it in a nutshell it just it's a very popular game and it just so happens guys like blake snell are really competitive in it i know there's basketball players like ben simmons and uh carl anthony towns i think they play another version they play like p there's there's just there's there's a bunch of different battle royale games currently i play call of duty's battle royale version i kind of hate it but i still play i'm kind of like on it Mm -hmm. uh good for carl santana because I remember when the Phillies, uh, we were talking about the Phillies winning the division and then out of nowhere, I think they ended up in third place (laughs) or something. Yeah, man. And I I was doing some research on this because 
I so again, I don't play video games and I don't really know what this Fortnite is. Like the other day my sister sent me sent a text message asking if if uh it was in our cousin's chat on on WhatsApp and and she asked if if uh if somebody has a Galaxy S10 because you can only get this skin on a Galaxy yeah. S10 for Fortnite. I'm like, "What the hell are you talking about?" And so she tells me that her son you know plays Fortnite and whatever anyway so the point of the matter is so i started doing some research on it and i found that like 70% of people that play Fortnite play this game for at least 6 hours a day 6 hours a day ct yeah. like that's insane man so i can't imagine you know that you you get ready for a baseball game you play the game and then you sit somewhere for 6 hours and and play Fortnite like and then it, you got you to gotta think that if, okay, we don't know if they were playing for six hours. The only problem I would have had with the whole Fortnite MLB thing is if they're doing it before the game or during the game. After the game, it's your time. Do whatever the hell you want. If Carlos Santana broke that TV because they had just lost a game and two players immediately ran to the TV to play Fortnite, I could see why that gets uh, that's annoying. And During, could, a, during a nine-game losing streak where your team was in the playoff hunt and you, yeah, I you dropped out of it. Yeah, I wouldn't be on board with that. I, I, I do have a problem with that. But see, play, seeing players play Fortnite on the Jumbotron in the Twin Stadium, was it? I think you said. Mm. I thought that was I thought that was pretty cool. You know. Yeah, I think that is cool. I think that's a cool way to draw fans in and to tap into another community, like the the gamer community. Yeah, that's great. Like you want to host a Twitch event or something at your stadiums and use the big ass Jumbotron and invite fans to come play with you and stuff like that. That's amazing. I think you should definitely do that. But I don't want to. I don't want to find out, t- you know, tomorrow that Dylan Batances. I know it's a shoulder injury, but Dylan Batances just got hurt. Another Yankee injury, ladies and gentlemen. Anyway, yeah, I would be pissed off if I were to find out tomorrow that Dylan Batances hurt himself because he was sitting in front of a fucking TV for six hours playing a stupid video game. Like, you know, yeah. I don't know. That would piss me off. You can't tell people what to do, you know, when they're not at work. So I understand that. But I would be kind of annoyed at that. You know what I'm saying? And Carlos Santana, I I would totally understand why he that would piss him off. He felt like his his the uh, so this is what he said. He said, I see a couple of players, I don't want to see name, I don't want to say names. They play video games during the game. During the game. Yeah, we, no, that's that's bad right there. That's insane. We come and lose too many games, and I feel like they weren't worried about it, weren't respecting their teammates or coaches or the staff or the front office. It's not my personality. So I totally get that. But then Gabe Kapler comes up, comes back and says, um, our clubhouse chemistry was great when we were winning. When we were losing and fading out of the playoff race, everyone was frustrated and searching for answers. This is common in my experience. It's common for you to drop out of a playoff hunt and, and your players are just, instead of like being pissed or holding a team meeting or something, your players are going and playing video games during, you know, during games. That sounds crazy to me. It just doesn't seem like, it doesn't seem yeah. like, I don't know. I, I don't get it. I would have definitely, if I was the manager of the Phillies, it would have never gotten to a point where someone had to break a TV because of Fortnite. You know, I would have just gotten rid of all that stuff myself. Well, yeah, why, yeah, why does it take Carlos Santana to take it upon his own hands to to deal with yeah. this issue? I don't know. Something there's something about Gabe Kapler that isn't sitting right with me. Um everything that's coming out with with what he what happened in his time in LA and now this story doesn't help. And I think that that collapse that the Phillies had last year if Gabe Kapler doesn't sh- you know 
turn this team around this year, especially given the amount of talent that's been put in this team with David Robertson, with Bryce Harper, with Andrew McCutcheon, with Gene Segura, with, you know, all these players. If the Phillies happen to have a below average season this year, I, I would think that, that Gabe Kapler's gone, man. Wow. Just me. Poor poor Carlos Santana, man, because like he had he's like a veteran at this point. I love that Probably, dude, man. He 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 was a part of Cleveland. They were going to the playoffs, you know. So <laughs> I'm dying over here. Uh, is that why? The, is that why Philly traded him? Something tells me that it has something to do with it. I, I do know that they wanted to move Reese Hoskins back to first base because he was a, a terrible outfielder. Wow. Believe it or not, Reese Reese Hoskins and Bryce Harper were the worst outfielders defensively last season. If you look at defensive, if you look at every defensive measure, you look at. Yeah. Defensive rating, UZR, uh, DRS, all that stuff, they were the two worst outfielders. So they wanted to move Reese Hoskins back to first. Of course, that opened up a spot for Bryce Harper. Bryce Harper said the other day that he doesn't want to play center field because that's why he was so bad last year. I guess I understand that. Um, Also, these defensive metrics came because he was playing center a lot. Right. I I don't even remember Bryce Harper playing center field last year. And you know what's crazy? I don't know what to believe anymore at all because when I watch Bryce Harper, whether it's through highlights, real game, or anything, I feel like just because he's always hustling and he's always, you know, focused, I I do feel like he's a solid defender. Not a great one, but I've always said that he was solid because he hustles. Now, I don't know what to believe anymore, man. I'm I'm lost. <laughs> he he had a tough time in right field too last year, but wasn't he dealing with some sort of injuries? I don't want to make excuses for the guy. I think for his career, uh, he's been a decent outfielder. Last year, he had a really bad yeah. Year. I've always I've always thought he was like for example, if I had to choose between an outfielder now, athletically, Stanton beats almost every major league baseball player mm-hmm. like full athletic ability. Giancarlo Stanton is probably one of the most physically gifted baseball players ever but in terms of like who can play the position better i would have probably said bryce harper can play outfield better than stanton now i don't i'm i I can't just speak about stuff that i think i know now i gotta really do research this is crazy i bet i bet that for their careers when it when all is said and done excuse me when all is said and done i think you'll be right i think that harper is probably better than than stanton defensively i think that was just one year you know what i mean um so yeah so so that's what happened with carlos santana he they wanted to open a first base for reese hoskins and yeah and well he's back with the cleveland indians so he was good he was good with that team i've always liked carlos santana he's an on-base machine he's a good first baseman and this makes me like him even more because you know that's what you need that like Fuck this whole veteran leadership shit. You went on a rant on it last year. If you guys want to listen to it, go back on the archives. <laughs> Wherever but, that episode is. But this is the definition of veteran leadership. Like, where you take shit into your own hands and you say, like, nah, man, this isn't going to happen in my clubhouse. Like, no way. You know what I mean? Not, not you know, not this whole, this whole other bullshit that we're, that we're dealing with. We're back. Noise. All right. CT, here's the next one for you. Busy day, man. Uh, So Major League Baseball and the Major League Baseball Players Association announced that there's going to be some new rules being implemented over the next two seasons. Uh, So I'm going to go over the list real quick. And then I kind of, I don't know. If you want to have a discussion about it, I'm cool with it. 
But there's one in particular that I want to really talk about because I think it'll be fun. Mm-hmm. Um, so here, here's what they are. So the first one is less time between innings. I like it. Get the game going. You know, we don't need all these commercial breaks, blah, blah, blah. I like it. The next one is the three batter minimum. Um, a relief pitcher will have to face three batters before he's removed unless there's some sort of injury or if it, or if it occur or if he's put in like to face the last batter of the game in the ninth inning, then the rule doesn't apply. But generally for the rest of the game, three batter minimum. I don't know how I feel about that. We could talk about that if you want. Yeah. I don't know. Um, the next one is roster expansion. So I believe this is in 2020. Teams will be allowed to have 26 players on their roster instead of 25. And then usually when they do that September call-up and you can have 40 people in your roster, now that number is only only goes up to 28. I like wow. that move personally. Um, we don't have to talk about that. The next one is <laughs> <laughs> no position players pitching outside of extra innings or score or score margins of seven plus runs. So you know how they put in like, yeah, they'll they'll put in like the right fielder or whatever if if the game's getting out of hand or an extra innings. Uh, teams won't be allowed to do that anymore. Uh, that one I also don't know how I feel about because say you're entering the nineteenth inning and you're running out of relievers. Like, what are you gonna do? You're gonna keep abusing your your pitcher and just keep letting him go out there. You know what I mean? Like, what if he's have yeah. you know? What if he's dealing with an injury? I don't know. But uh, the last one, and this is the one I really wanted to talk about because I thought it would be a fun conversation. Maybe not. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Is that starting this year, the Home Run Derby uh, will include a $1 million prize for the winner. So I think in years past, it used to be like 10, I don't want to make this up, 100 grand or something. It wasn't that much Yeah, yeah. by baseball standards. Now it's a million dollars. And it's to incentivize players to to join so this is what i wanted to ask you and i didn't prepare you for this so we might struggle with this one a little bit (laughs) who would you want to see play you know who do you think this would entice to play in the home run derby like who would you want to see play for this uh if because of the million dollar prize aaron judge because he's only making like six hundred thousand this year you know that would have been a good one uh any of those rookies like uh uh, Frami Reyes, which is supposed to be like this otherworldly power type of hitter, that'd be mm-hmm. nice. You know, I'm talking guys that haven't signed the big contract yet, but then again, I still would like to see Bryce Harper. I still would like to see Mike Trout one day. Uh, man, can't even. I'd like I saw s- a bomb today in, on on MLB. Some prospect. I don't. Know, I didn't catch his name, but it was cleared everything <laughs> i'd like way, to see john carlos stand i mean yeah oh definitely a million dollars is nothing to these guys though you know yeah. what i mean well like i don't even i kind of i almost don't understand like okay we're i could use a million dollars definitely yeah uh but i almost don't understand like why just one million for the home run derby prize you know it's almost like you know they're gonna give it away to charity anyways right. probably right. unless you're aaron judge but i'm pretty sure like i, I don't know man i actually don't understand the whole thing with the one million, I f- ten million would have been cool, you know. Yeah, that's I'm, asking for a lot, though. And I don't know where this money comes if it's if it comes from Major League Baseball. I mean, every the teams have it. Everybody they have the money. You're right. They should give them. But Maybe then, not, by, but then by the same token, but then by the same token, like if you win the World Series, I don't think you make ten million dollars. You know what I mean? And that's a bigger deal than 
than uh, the Home Run Derby. But but the Home Run Derby, for me, I find the Home Run Derby to be the best all-star event in any sport. Like, I think it's better than the dunk contest. contest. I think it's better than the skills competition and the three-point contest. I don't know if they do anything in football because nobody even watches the Pro Bowl or whatever. Um, I don't know what they do in hockey either. But I think it's by far the best, you know, and it'll never get old because – you know, it doesn't matter how many home runs you watch. Like, they all have a di- – there's a difference to all of them. Like, like some of them fly out faster than others. Some of them go out further. Like, that guy hit it oppo in this direction, hit that one, this one, whatever. In basketball, there's only so many dunks. And, and you watch these guys try these dunks like 15 times and miss them the first 14. And you're just like, this is so stupid. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I don't know. No, man, I, I totally agree with you. I do think it's I think the all-star game baseball's all-star game is, is the best all-star game in all the sports. And I do think the home run derby is the best as well. Um, But, yeah, I, I don't know what the million dollar incentive is really going to change. I feel like there's players out there that are going to want to do it. And there's just players out there that aren't going to do it no matter what. Um, I, I kind of wish Aaron Judge would do it. That would make sense with the whole incentive thing because he doesn't make what other players make. Yeah. But yeah. And as far as the other rules go, uh, real quick, the I kinda don't know how I feel about the three batter minimum rule. Mm-hmm. But I guess I'm okay with it. And I think I said this before be- when we were talking about rule changes from last season, uh, what might happen this season. I think I'm cool with these rule changes as long as when it comes to playoffs, just put it back to normal. Like yeah. don't I don't want I don't want I don't. I want to see the best possible matchup for that moment. If it means bringing in Chris Sale to face Bryce Harper for that one batter, then I'm okay with that. I don't care how long it takes to switch the pitchers in and out for the playoffs. Yeah. Regular season, you want to do it, whatever, I guess. But nah, not for the playoffs. Don't start messing with the game like this. Yeah. Um. Don't put a pitch clock in the playoffs. You know. It's. It sounds like for me, it almost sounds like the pitch clock is not going to happen, and I don't know if they're going to ban the shift either. It seems like that's not being talked about as much. But um, I agree with you. The three batter minimum. I I understand why they want to do that. Like you have guys like Joe Madden and Gabe Kapler last year. They would cha- switch pitchers. Like it was almost too much. Um, yeah. And and yeah, it would cut down on that. But by the same token, you're. I don't like stra- I don't like rules that put teams at a disadvantage either. And I think that this puts teams at a disadvantage. Like you said, like like yeah, like I might have you know I might be facing Mookie Betts followed by JD Martinez followed by Xander Bogarts or whatever. And I want to get my matchups ready. If, if if it's the ninth inning and I don't want this, I don't want you know Dylan Batances to face off of Mookie Betts because he owns him or whatever. I want to be able to make that switch. You're putting me at a disadvantage. You know what I mean? I don't I don't like that part of it. Um, as far as roster expansion and less time between innings and um, those two in particular, I'm okay with those rules. Um, yeah. Other than that, like, don't mess with don't mess with the game. Even even like with banning the shift, like don't ban the shift because again, you're you're imposing rules that, that's putting a team at a disadvantage. And what should happen is is that the players should figure out ways to beat the shift, and that's it. Like the shift has been around forever. There's another piece that I wrote on Call to the Pen. Ted Williams was shifted on in nineteen the nineteen forties, like all the time. And how did he, you know? And he he was still the best hitter in, in in the world, still to this day, the greatest hitter of all time. Why? Because he figured out ways to beat the shift. You know what I mean? Like, 
they yeah. didn't they didn't need major league baseball to go and tell teams don't shift against Ted Williams. Like, what is that? That doesn't make any sense. It's, that's not the game. Yeah. You know what I mean? And you know, I, I I see both sides of it. I wouldn't I wouldn't want them to ban anything that's been going on in baseball for the longest already because I feel like then we'll never be able to really kind of you know, like sometimes I think back to what baseball fields used to look like, how they were deeper in almost mm-hmm. every ballpark. And then you get kind of like you start questioning things like, well, what's what's really changed? Yeah, we have these beast athletes today, but there was guys back then hitting further home runs because they had to. You know, I don't right. know. You just start questioning everything kind of this whole thing with like banning the shift and moving the plate to feedback. I get it because for the common and I'm talking about common common baseball fan there's nothing better than seeing offense there's nothing better than seeing hits home runs and all that stuff all these rule changes are going to you know uh help help offenses but now i just feel like we're just making excuses for these guys because striking out so much it's like all right like what else can we do for you we're gonna ban the shift we're gonna move the thing two feet back we're gonna make you face the pitcher uh that you favor in a matchup because he has to pitch to you now like how many like i don't know it's it it'll It'll work out in the long run because we'll just see more offense. We'll be more entertained. Maybe not us because we we like baseball regardless. They'll be they'll 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 gather more views probably doing it. But yeah. I am not a fan of all these things. No. Yeah, and I feel like I, we're just making excuses now. Like yeah, another another shameless plug. Another piece that I read. I don't remember the title. I've been writing so much stuff for that site. I was going to use another word, but um. I don't think that baseball has. The more I think about this, and the more that I, I I do embrace rule changes, because sometimes I do I do think that they make the game better. Um, sometimes, not all the time. Uh, I I don't think that the rules. After looking at some numbers, I don't know if you know this, but in 2018, baseball the average baseball game was like three hours and four minutes or something like that. Do you know how long the average NFL game was? Um, three thirty. It was less than that. It was three hours and 12 minutes. It was longer than baseball. And not only that, somebody from the Wall Street Journal did a study on how much action is actually happening in football games because, you know, the clock still runs during commercial breaks and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Do you know how much action time takes place in football? You're going to be surprised. I mean, I was shocked by this number. In the three hours and 12 minutes on average, how much action is going on in football? I would say like... Maybe le- a little less than an hour. Way less. Eleven minutes, CT. Wow, eleven minutes of action. After they made, and this takes into account like all the rule changes that they recently made f- to better offenses and stuff. Yes, like we're wow. talking like the quarterback snapped the ball and there was some action on the field. There was eleven minutes of that. Yeah. Other than that, it's all running out the clock. It's you know, Three and outs. Exactly. So uh, punting. I don't know if they consider that action i guess that punting is action maybe a field goal i don't know anyway 11 minutes of action and and i had talked to this i had said this to you guys on that group chat a a couple of uh days ago if you ever go to a live football game in my opinion there's nothing more boring than a live football game because you don't experience when you're watching it on tv they're cutting to commercial they go to another game they say look at this drive by this other team this this and that so there's always something constantly happening yeah. But when, when you're there live and in person, you really get to experience how little, you know, things happen during a football game. There's a lot of downtime. Um, so the point that I'm trying to make is I don't think that the problem with baseball is the pace of the game. You know, it's been the same for as long as I could remember. It's been generally around three hours per game. 
Um, I think the problem with baseball, and we've talked about this in the past, is marketing. You know what I mean? I think that these players don't market themselves well enough, and I think it's because Major League Baseball doesn't allow them to. Yeah. Um, I compared two players. I compared Bryce Harper and Blake Griffin. Um, who I you know I think Bryce Harper compared to Blake Griffin for for their individual sports is is a much bigger star than Blake Griffin. Blake Griffin has something like three or four million followers on Instagram. Bryce Harper has like one point five. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, one baseball player appeared on ESPN's Fame One Hundred list where they where they look at Google searches and they made a list of the top one hundred uh, athletes. Only one baseball player appeared on that list. It was Bryce Harper at number 98. Last wow. year, nobody appeared on that list. That's the problem with baseball, is that people aren't talking about baseball players. You know what I mean? Did you see Did you see Bryce Harper uh, slide into home yesterday, and he started flaunting? Did you see this guy with the bat flip? Did you see this, that? that people don't talk about it. That's the problem. No, and I, and think, it, yeah, and I think that the way to get people to talk about it is, Gary V mentioned this in that podcast that I keep mentioning. Let people share the content freely. Like, let them put it out there. Let people talk shit about it. Let, you know, do what Alex Bregman is doing on his YouTube channel and interacting with fans and showing up at kids' Little League games to to play with their kids. Do what Trevor Bauer is doing with Momentum. Um, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. be, like, be there. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like if I, I don't, I never, I follow Aaron Judge on Instagram I never see him post anything on Instagram. <laughs> it's insane. Like, I mean, I don't know. It's it, it's true, though. Like, let people share it and let people at the very worst case scenario, they're pissed off about it. You got all these football and basketball fans saying, like, why am I seeing all this baseball on my feed? But maybe they'll see something <laughs> that sets off, a, a you know, some maybe they see something they like. You know, I I didn't really notice how much I liked the other sports until I started learning about kind of like the history of what's going on in that series you see lebron james playing his eighth straight finals you know that that's interesting to me yeah nobody really knows what the hell's going on in baseball i don't think people realize that the astros the yankees or what the red sox did last year these are three of the best teams in baseball for you know not just that one year and they're done they're they're good for multiple years um and and it's like even when baseball does do stuff like they'll see a bat flip from bryce harper you get a you get what you really what what makes the media is people up in arms about how mad they are that people are doing that because exactly. that's not baseball. So it's like even that though, I'll take it. If they start letting people share stuff freely, I'll take it, you know? Cuz it's going to help generate uh views for the game. People will tune in. Right. What was the other idea that he had where where we're we're going to go directly to the player that we want to see if, if they're doing something at that moment like taking yeah. BP or taking yeah. in at bat, you know? So I or totally agree with let everything. The, and let the player tell you, like, you know, I noticed that in my last game, I, you know, I was swinging too early or I wasn't extending my hips enough or this, this and that. Like, let yeah. the let the players interact with you. And to to the point that you made about how when, like, Bryce Harper has a, a bat flip, like, the conversation becomes, oh, was he showing up the pitcher or the other team? Instead of, like, holy shit, that was a big moment, like... And like, you know what? Though? I would be just as pumped up. And here's the other thing, CT. I'm gonna, you know, we're as I read on our Instagram page in our in our bio, we're two, you know, guys with Latin roots who talk about baseball in Spanish, right? We love the fact. The fact of the matter is that we love baseball because 
there's a whole bunch of guys on that field that look like us that are that are yeah, yeah. Dominican or whatever. Um, and if you go to a game in the Dominican Republic, it's not like here in the U.S. where you're just sitting around drinking a beer and it's quiet as fuck. Like there's they're they're dancing, they're making noise, they're you know it's loud. People are interacting in the game. You know that's what needs to happen in baseball too. Is we need to start bringing some of that in. Like I don't know, like like in yeah. like in these Japan games, if you guys happen to get up at four in the morning to watch you know <laughs> the the mariners take on the a's i think it's tomorrow the first game or thursday i don't remember um you'll see that it's loud non-stop they're chanting stuff throughout the game um not not a seat is empty in the stadium like that's what we need to see man we need to see people like interacting with the game and and and, and interacting with the players that's you know yeah i don't know I'm they, passionate about this, man. I, I feel never, like throwing something. I never, ever <laughs> buy. I never believed, and they can show me numbers and everything, but I never believed that the pace of play was ever a problem. You know, mm-hmm. I feel like baseball has only gotten better. And there is a statistic out there that proves that there's just less contact being made. And you could even look. I think last year was the first. I don't more I strikeouts wrong than about hits. This. Yeah, more strikeouts than hits. Yeah, but you know, <laughs> you know what though. Stop striking out. Stop trying to hit home, so many home runs. Let guys like Stanton and Judge hit home runs. Javi Baez, I don't care if you hit 34 home runs. You're 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 kind of like a second. All right. Javi Baez is great. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> but he could do better than getting on base uh, 326 is what he did last year, getting on base like that. You know what I'm saying? He's like a little guy. He's quick. I don't know. I feel like everybody's going for the home runs which is causing more strikeouts, which is causing less contact. Like, let's not making excuses for these players. They can, they can switch it up. Not everybody has to be a 30 home run hitter in a season. You know, we have home yeah. run sluggers. We have contact hitters, whatever. But, yeah, I never believed that the pace of play was, like, a problem in baseball. I never believed that. And if you, and if you really are a fan of more than one sport, there's just something about baseball in the playoffs that doesn't compare to any other sport. No. Just like others, you know, it's I just agree. there's something about – there's something about the no time limit, uh, the just the product of baseball in the playoffs is just, and I'm pretty sure playoff games are just as long or if not longer, yeah, than regular season games. So yeah, I never, I never believed that pace of play was like a real issue. I almost would have gone to believe that it was just uh, a whole conspiracy thing where they're just making us think that baseball is getting boring, so they don't have to pay these players as much. <laughs> I don't know, man. That's me getting way wow. ahead of myself. <laughs> <laughs> holy and then, shit that is and then some conspiracy they, they're expanding rosters now so they can afford to bench players longer to pay them less and wow man come Oof. on manny that's i mean you it's had you money. had me for a while but you lo- you lost me at that that one conspiracy theory at the end i'll take it though well man. does it <laughs> well well you tell me if baseball if baseball just keeps making more money year after year yet they're telling us that we're losing fans and that it's getting boring and the sport's gonna die out and then they're coming out with all these stats, like to prove what a player is really worth, man. I just think it's just another way to pay these players less. If you look at a Gallup poll that came out recently, uh, the NBA has surpassed the has surpassed baseball in popularity, and soccer is like right behind baseball. So something wow. has to something has to change soon if baseball wants to remain relevant. Otherwise, we're gonna be you know we're gonna be the next soccer in the united states and i know that that's a a sin (laughs) when it comes to the world because soccer is the number one sport in the world but in but in the u.s baseball used to be king and now 
it's yeah. falling apart. And and like I said, going back to that point that I made about guys like us, the you know Latino, you know pe- people who who watch the game because it's relatable to you. you grew up with it like we did. Um, we're at some point in the very near future, Latinos are going to be the majority of the population in the United States of America. And you're missing out on an opportunity to appeal to those, to those fans from Venezuela, from, from DR, from Puerto Rico, from Cuba. Those are millions of people out there that love the game of baseball. And you're not doing much aside from taking their players, which, you know, I like, um, to appeal to them, you know, like, there's no comparison to a game in DR in terms of the experience uh, as a game here. Like th- the talent level is way better here, but in terms of experience, it's you know it's much better in a foreign country. I think. Um, yeah, like that, like the experience, the experience itself. Yeah. Yeah. This so this is a long segment, and we're gonna continue for a while because it kind of relates to this next thing. So, Jeff Samarja, in terms of of rule changes, Jeff Samarja doesn't like any of the rule changes instead he has his own little idea his idea is to end extra innings to implement ties in baseball and to use a point system so this is the way that it would work so if if uh, if a game goes nine innings and it ends in a tie then both teams would get one point in the standings uh if a team wins a game, he gets uh, that team gets three points in the standings. I don't remember how much the loser gets. Maybe one point. I have no idea, or no points. I guess maybe maybe no points. I guess it really doesn't matter as long as you get more for a tie and more for a win. Yeah, right. And so, what would happen if? So this guy from CBS Sports. I'm like I'm like struggling to explain this. This guy from CBS Sports broke it down, and he found that if they had implemented a system like this last year. The American League standings would have been exactly the same. Wow. On the in the National League side, though, the wild card game would have been Dodgers at Cubs instead of Rockies at Cubs, and then the NLDS uh, between the Braves and the Dodgers would have been the Braves and the Rockies. <laughs> and it's because I believe the Rockies and the Dodgers ended in a tie, but the Dodgers won the tiebreaker game. I think that's why it uh, it changes up, but. I think that's how it happened. Yeah, uh, I'm not gonna go on too long of a rant about this, but I'll just let me just say this: Jeff Sh- Jeff Samarja, however the hell you say his name, it, <laughs> he's trash. By the way, don't ever draft him in your fantasy. <laughs> you will be disappointed if you draft him. That's number one, uh, and and number two, if if anybody ever comes up to you and says, "Hey, they should they should put ties in baseball," just tell them to go. You know. Go ahead, man. No, I'm not doing it. But <laughs> that's the dumbest thing ever. Why would we add ties to baseball? Like, it's when when did people start complaining so much about stuff? Just watch the game or play the game and shut up. Like, come on. <laughs> it's a com- every year. It's a complaint about something new. Like, we're we're gonna start complaining about how players don't like to play in the sun anymore soon. Watch, it's gonna yeah. be like a a, a thing where. We're we're gonna start drafting players from Antarctica, and they're they're gonna be like, oh yeah, like I'd rather play for a <laughs> dome stadium or something. I, I don't know, man. What a dumbass idea. <laughs> There's nothing I hate more in any sport than a tie. I think it's the dumbest thing in the world. It, it makes like 
the whole like a, a, an average baseball game is three hours and four minutes like i said before it makes the whole three hours and four minutes pointless like i just played that whole thing to not have a decision at the end and for me the best system in sports in terms of when it comes to 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 dealing with a tie is is in baseball and i think it's in basketball too because it's you know it's fair there's no why because it doesn't end in a tie like you know, yeah. and because you're playing until one team wins, you know what I mean? Like you're going to continue until somebody reigns victorious in the NBA. You got another five minutes and whoever ha- whoever's winning at the end of those five minutes wins the game. That's how it should be in baseball. You play the top, the top of the inning and the bottom of the inning. Whoever ends up winning wins in football. Now, the best sport, according to a lot of people in, in the United States the NFL, for me, has the dumbest freaking system that I've ever seen in my entire life. It doesn't make any sense. Um, and I don't want to resort to some shit like that. And, and and not only that, not only does their overtime system suck, if you don't fucking take the lead, you can end in a goddamn tie. It's so stupid. I hate it. I don't like it. Well, I'm sorry. All right. Well, let me just say that. In the NFL, when games doing it in a tie, yeah, it's frustrating. Like nobody likes to see it, but at the same time, man, these these animals are out there running for. I don't care, man. You play until <laughs> the game is over, man. I don't give Listen, a fuck. I, and if it comes to it, if it comes to it, if it comes to it, if you play a whole quarter and nobody's taking the lead, then start fucking doing a kickoff or some shit. You don't want these guys to to die on the field for because they're playing for. For seven consecutive hours, then get your kickers out there and start at the twenty yard line and kick. And whoever fucking you know misses first loses the game or something. I don't know, but it, yeah. it, you can't end the game in a tie. You can't do this this bullshit that if you get the ball first in overtime and you score a touchdown first that you win the game. That shit doesn't make any sense, man. That, that that's you know it's it's I this have- is this is where I'm a purist in baseball. Don't fuck with with extra innings, man. Like yeah, some yeah, of the yeah, most yeah. memorable games come in extra seriously. innings you know what i mean like seriously and, and whatever they want to i'll i'll never be on board with adding the second base runner after 12 innings or whatever the hell that thing is but mm-hmm. i'll tell you right now like i will i don't know what i'd do if i ever saw them add a tie system to the to baseball or point system like come on get out of here nah get lost save that shit for hockey yeah and uh <clears throat> i have my own opinions about the nfl overtime stuff I, i'm a little bit split on how they currently do it uh, but I kind of get why some games end up in a tie because no, damn you know, it. He, the human body gets dehydrated <laughs> and muscles aren't no. built to no. then then <laughs> to save it for a later it. date or something like yeah like, yeah like put a put a put a bookmark in it and meet up that <laughs> next morning and just <laughs> have at it or like yeah like save it for a later date like okay at, at the end of overtime nobody was able to take the lead so okay we're gonna we're gonna keep save it here and we're going to revisit this game at the end of the season if if uh if it's necessary for you to make a postseason play now if yeah. you're not if you're not in the postseason then fuck it you don't need to finish the game end it in a tie i get it but nah man no mm-mm. no thanks yeah i just can't i just can't believe that like eh, there's there's a thousand players in the major league baseball system or i just threw that random number out there i'm assuming there's more than a thousand obviously there's <laughs> way more than a yeah, okay but yeah whatever a thousand's a big number there's a thousand baseball players out there professionally getting paid to play like i i just can't believe that he actually suggested that it just makes me really question like what the hell he's about you know <laughs> I, i'm not gonna lie like when i first 
heard it. I said to myself, this is this is stupid. Then I read that article by the guy on CBS Sports. I think his name is Micah Exissa or something. I don't know. If I messed up his name, I'm sorry. And I was like, holy shit, it would actually kind of work. But no, no, I'm not. I'm, no. Yeah. And no real thing. quick, uh, that's. Like, you know how there was these, that old saying, there's no crying in baseball and stuff? It's like, it's just one of those things that separates. It's like you said, it separates baseball from the other sports. We shouldn't be trying to change this shit. Like, just embrace it. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I like that there is no time limit in baseball. I like that. It's it's mm-hmm. a game where it's, it's just, I'm going to give you my best pitch. You're going to try to hit it. And that's it. Like, now we're trying to just, I don't know, it's just com- complaining about so much crap these days, man. Like, I don't know what the hell to even. Yeah think anymore like i said i think for me the problem in baseball is not the pace of play it's marketing and it's your it's it's how accessible you're making yourself to the fan and in baseball you know the seats are getting more expensive uh you know something like the yes network you have to have a specific you know cable package to watch the games you have to pay for mlb.tv i get that that's you know that's their own private thing. I understand. Um, mm-hmm. You're not, you know, you you go after guys like like Brent Porcio of of uh, top velocity for using their likeness or whatever the fuck they call it. That shit doesn't help baseball, man. It helps you to get your content out there, and it helps you to get fans in the seats to watch the games. Like the mm-hmm. Orioles last year sucked. So what they did was they allowed kids to go in for free. Like that. That's perfect man like that's that's what they should do in city field like get get kids in that ballpark and let them sit up close and see the action like but a lot of these teams and it's it's about the bottom line and at the end of the day they're making money and and until they they stop making money they're 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 gonna continue doing what they're doing yeah it's crazy um all right ct so i kind of want to end it here but i want to throw out this idea uh that i had about craig kimbrell and dallas keichel okay so both players were given holy shit i'm drawing a blank what's that thing that you call it where they give them they offer them <laughs> like a qualifying offer there you go they they were offered a qualifying offer offer during the season and they both declined it and what happens in baseball when you receive a qualifying offer and you decline it is that if you elect to go to free uh, to to free agency if a team signs you, that team loses a draft pick and it goes to the team that you just left. Mm-hmm. So if Craig Kimbrell goes to, let's say, the Philadelphia Phillies, the Phillies will then lose a draft pick and the Boston Red Sox would get one in return. Does that make sense? Yep. Okay. So here's the idea. Kimbrell and Keiko. Maybe what their strategy should be now that it's getting so close to the start of the season and they're not going to be ready for opening day. And whoever's going to sign them is a team that's, that thinks it has a chance to compete for a World Series. So that team will theoretically still be in competition um, later on in the season, right? Yep. So maybe these two players should say, all right, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to not sign with anybody until the June amateur draft. At that point, my qualifying op- my qualifying offer deal is off the table. My team isn't going to lose. My previous team isn't going to lose a draft. I mean, my current team isn't going to lose a draft pick or whatever. So, And draft picks now are like gold in baseball. Um, what do you think about that? <laughs> to be honest with you, uh, I... <laughs> 
hadn't really ever looked into that whole they get picks because of the player and all that stuff. It's what again, it makes, it's one of those very stupid rules yeah. in base. I hate the rule. There's there's like the what's that? This rule, rule is retarded. I don't want to use that word. There's a word is dumb. It's yeah, really yeah, dumb. Yeah. No, I get you. Uh I you know what it, it, it could it could work. Obviously you just explained it, but I kind of don't want to admit that a guy like Dallas Keiko will have to hold out or Kimber will have to hold out till June. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I want to see these guys signed. I don't want these guys to just have to wait. I don't know. I don't either. The, the way I see it is the Houston Astros, you know, hopefully for the Yankees sake, come June, maybe they're not as good as they thought they were. And Dallas Keiko is still out there. They don't want to lose a draft pick. So they say to Dallas Keiko. We want to sign you to a deal, but it has to be after this date. Keiko kind of has leverage because he can say, all right, you need me to for your team to compete. I'm not going to sign unless you give me, you know, what I want. You know, he could theoretically get more money. And two, the Houston Nationals won't lose that draft pick that they're afraid of losing. Because I think yeah. at this point, I don't know. I'm, I'm drawing, I'm, you know, I'm, you know, grasping at straws here. I don't know what it is that teams are thinking that they don't they're not going after these guys i don't know if it's the players think that they're worth more than than they actually are like is keiko asking for 10 years or something and kimbrell or is it that the teams are just cheap as hell i like i have no idea i don't know what the hell's going I think, on first of all I, th- I think you're right it would it would give leverage to the player that's still holding out in june because it happens every year there's a contending team that loses a key player for a month or more. So I think you're right. It does give Kimbrel and, and uh, Keiko, the K brothers, uh, <laughs> some leverage. I agree. <clears throat> but, and I lost my chain of thought there because all I have in the back of my head is, is my dad yelling in the other room. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Ma. What was I saying? <laughs> the made love. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, it's like you're right. You're right. It would give them leverage. Uh, I can't believe I lost my train of thought. I had a really good point to make, <laughs> and I'm over here just it's all sitting good, in my man. sitting in my dark room. <laughs> wow, it's all, it's all good. It's all good. Um, all right. Before we sign off, I have one more thing. Not not something that we need to talk about for a long time, but Ichiro Suzuki is gonna start in Japan. Um, Let's go. Yeah, man. I see. This is one of those things where, like, this doesn't happen in any other sport. Like, once LeBron James fades off into the sunset, he's not gonna. You know, Michael Jordan did it, but he's not gonna make a comeback at forty-five years old. You know, yeah. for the Cleveland Cavaliers or whatever. You know what I mean? <laughs> this this kind of stuff only happens in baseball. And Ichiro's having a horrible spring, but he's going to his homeland. They're there already. And he's starting with the team that he started with in Major League Baseball. And I, I just hope that after the series is over that he officially announces his retirement and he walks off into the sunset because this is the perfect ending for a guy like Ichiro Suzuki. Um, and I just wanted to kind of acknowledge that and bring that up here. I don't know if you have any thoughts on that. Yeah. I kind of hope he does it in Japan, right? Yeah. That'd be cool. Yeah. You're right. The, you, can't, you don't really see these things in other sports because the other – two major sports would would risk tom like let's say tom brady wants to take a snap at 50 well if, <laughs> Imagine. if that d-line gets if that d-line gets some pressure you know, like, <laughs> oh if i was God. 
Or if LeBron James is wide open and he gets the pass and he goes up for a dunk. And <laughs> yeah, yeah. It doesn't come back down the right way. <laughs> it doesn't come uh, back down the right way. <laughs> <laughs> I, I kind of hope whoever is pitching to Ichiro, uh, this is like against baseball, but just groove one down the middle. Just man. give him one. Yeah, just I agree. Give him he's, one. Not gonna, he's not going to crank one over the wall. I mean, he might. He, but He might. He might. He might, but chances are it's probably going to be a single, and it'll be like the best moment. Like in some ways, I'm kind of happy that we live in that we live in the East Coast because I believe that these games are going to start at like five thirty in the morning for us. So I'm going to try to make an effort to watch it. And the only reason is because of Ichiro Suzuki, and I don't know why because he's been playing. It's not like he, you know, it's not like he went away and he's coming. He, I mean, he went away briefly last year, but. You know, I kind of want to see him one last time, and and yeah, man, he's he's one of those players that he he burst into the scenes and he was just good right off the gate, and you know, one of those special players you'll never see a player like Ichiro Suzuki again. I don't think. No, yeah, you're right. I that's mean, the, this- and that's the and that's the beauty of sports that when you're a great player, you really don't compared to anyone in history you're kind of your own thing. And that's the thing. That's exactly right about Ichiro Suzuki. It's not that he was a great player. With you know, like like the the flashy home run numbers, or that he led his team to a World Series, or anything like that. It's that he had like this talent, this this one specific talent, you know, skill or whatever you want to call, call it, that only a few players in baseball has, have ever been able to do. And then Pete Rose and Tony Gwynn, of course, are the only two other players that I can think of. Um, but he did it on a different, like a completely different level. Like it almost felt like. Like if he wanted to place the ball in one specific place, that he could do that. You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. he was yeah. just like a, f- a phenomenal hitter, and it's just the way he hit the ball, the way his his batting stance, his you Great know fielder too, everything, man. So yeah, yep. I thought it would be good to acknowledge that for a second. Ichiro Suzuki uh, came to the big leagues at 27 years old, and he hit 200, had 200 or more hits. I believe ten times, ten consecutive for ten consecutive seasons. He won ten. He won a Gold Glove in each of his first ten seasons too. I believe uh, All Star Game in his first ten seasons. Only the second player in Major League Baseball history to win MVP and Rookie of the Year in the same year. He has the hits record at two sixty two. He hit three seventy two in two thousand and four. I mean. First ballot Hall of Famer. He should be one of these guys that gets in unanimously too. Hell yeah! And if you add up uh, his his hits in Japan, he's the hit king by like over almost two hundred hits. So wow! Uh, and uh, I I would have never guessed that he'd still be playing. Forty five years old, man. Once I started seeing the decline, which were you know closing in on a decade ago. <laughs> yeah. He's still great though. But he is. Yeah, I, I I did not expect him to still be playing. When I heard that he signed a minor league deal, I was like, Jesus Christ, man. And then I realized, oh, they're playing in Japan. That's probably what it is. Yeah, I hope that he, you know, that last game, he gets a standing O. He goes out there. They do something dramatic. Like, I don't know. The, the Yankees are the only team I could think of that have done something like that, like something orchestrated, like when they went out and got Mariano Rivera in his last game, when Jeter and Andy Pettit went out and got him. <clears throat> I hope they, I hope they do something similar for Ichiro. I know it's getting too sentimental and it might get corny and shit, but it would be nice to see. I think. Yeah, hopefully, I hope Ken Griffey comes out of nowhere and just takes in a bat or something. I know he's in Seattle too. I know he's in Japan he, too. I mean, he's in so. Japan. Yeah, I saw him today. I was like, oh shit. Yeah, maybe he'll be out. You know, maybe he'll 
take BP or sit in the bench. I don't know. Yeah. All right, CT. This was this was our first, you know, hour plus show of the year, man. Worth it. Way worth it. But I'm gonna sign off now because I'm tired. <laughs> oh no! But before that, here's what else you need to know in the world of baseball. Aaron Hicks, Luis Severino, CeCe Zabathia, and Dylan Betances are all starting the season on the injured list. And add Esteban Florial to the list, too. Uh, Gio Gonzalez and the Yankees have agreed on a $3 million deal, like we talked about earlier today. Angel Hernandez, the world's most famous, most popular, greatest umpire of all time. Kidding. Tosses out A.J. Hinch in a spring training game. And A.J. Hinch accused him of, of, I guess, seeing some um, inappropriate things, which he has reported to Major League Baseball. So it'd be interesting to see what the hell Angel Hernandez is up to now. My God. Corey Seager is set to play in opening day for the Dodgers. Don't draft him. You're going to draft him? Don't draft him. Don't draft him. Well, I did last year, and he got hurt two weeks in because of me. Um, And on the same team, Walker Buehler and... Uh, Clayton Kershaw will not be ready for opening day. So they're struggling with some pitching over in Los Angeles. And let's do the sign off. Welcome to the show is brought to you by Audible. Go to audibletrial.com forward slash welcome to the show to get a free audiobook download and a 30 day free trial. That's audibletrial.com forward slash welcome to the show. And then for more exclusive deals like 10% off of KD Custom Kicks or 10% off of Top Velocity. Go to WTTSpod.com forward slash save. That's WTTSpod.com forward slash save. Our music is by VM Varga and Rapternal Music by Naughty Productions. All artwork is by Luigi Gomez. And that's it. Peace out, everybody. Peace out. <laughs>